Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and welcome to our panel discussion for this week of Rick and Morty. Uh, no new episode uh, this week because of Labor Day, but we will be having a panel on uh, with Season 3 so far. Episodes 1 to 6 of Season 3 will evaluate... Um, what's been the best, uh, you know, things like what's been the best episode character. We'll get into all of that of the season so far. Evaluate season three as a whole. Um, you know, Rick and Morty not here this week, but we still have our panel discussion. Usually we have two Rick and Morty podcasts a week on weeks when the show is new. We have our recap and our panel. Um, so subscribe to us at overlyanimated.com or search for the overly animated, uh, Rick and Morty podcasts on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher for, uh, to make sure you keep up to date with all of our Rick and Morty podcasts. We really appreciate uh, you guys listening so far this season, and we still have four more episodes to go, um, so a lot more to get into uh, in Season 3 of Rick and Morty. But yeah, here's our panel discussion. We have uh, four people here who will be competing for all the glory and no prize of winning this uh, Season 3 so far panel. Um, we will meet them in a we second. We should get a prize. Yeah, I think I think there's... Yeah, I get the... Like a round of applause or, so, or like okay, we can give, dollar we'll, we'll, coupon. We'll give the winner a round of applause. How about that? Uh, the prize has okay. been that you, you get to go first on the next one except april won the last one and she's not here so none of you get the prize i guess so um yeah. Dang. april has uh, yeah so uh april yeah april won last week and we'll see who wins on this this week's panel um you'll meet them all when they answer our first question <laughs> so let's get uh right into this uh here's our first question and on and uh you know i'll say full name and uh you'll hear their voice as we go down the line here uh the first thing i want to know is what is your grade for this season so far of rick and morty obviously it's only six episodes so you can't fully compare it to seasons one and two but um on an a to f scale uh arbitrary according to whatever your rating system is what would you give the season so far and also what is the best episode of the season according to you so kind of a two-part question the uh your grade for the season and what's the best episode uh michelle uh michelle ander because i didn't introduce yet hi and uh (laughs) what what is your answer to this question hi yeah um i gave the overall season a minus in terms of a grade, I was conflicted for a while, but I decided that like, even my least favorite episodes were really solid and had a lot of really good parts, even if like, as a whole, I wasn't as big a fan of them as others. I mean, on the scale of like grading Rick and Morty on its own, like, I think definitely this is like one of the strongest seasons by by far. Um, So a minus for me. And my, my top episodes, actually Rick Mansing the stone, it was hard. Because a lot of episodes had really good aspects, especially like Pickleric is like such a unique episode. But I decided that like in terms of like a, a standard Rick and Marty episode, like Rick Manting the Stone had really, really good pacing. It had so many funny moments. Like I laughed so loud at so many of the concepts and I thought they delivered really, really well. Um, and overall, I just thought like it was a very, very strong, enjoyable, like general Rick um rick and morty episode so it was my number one for the season so far nice rick mancing the stone the um mad max uh parody episode probably not a choice we'll hear a lot from but um yeah you <laughs> i did not expect so but yeah, yeah you've been very high on that consistently high on that episode all uh season long so far so a minus and rick mancing the stone nice uh alex what say you alex bonia is here alex uh hello <laughs> Hola. Okay, okay. Make sure we got the all in. And uh, what's your what's your uh, answer to uh, this two part question? 
I so far I'm gonna give the season a B. Uh, obviously, there's room to improve as we go through the rest of the season. Uh, I think Rick Shank Redemption still holds up as the best episode of the season so far. Although Rest and Relaxation, the the, la- the last one we saw, I think that one comes very close and is also a top tier episode. I think the rest of the episodes are are, are very good, even compared to normal Rick and Morty. The only exception, I think, is Vindicators 3, which, uh, as I've talked about on this panel before, is a dud to me. But looking back, like, season one had about, like, two dud episodes. Season two had one. So right now, that brings its gra- the season's grade down a bit. But if the season continues and we end up getting similarly high-quality episodes, I, I do think that this ca- season can become an A. Maybe uh, not on par with the uh, season two, which I, I still think is the best and it would need to pick up really fast to get back up there but i, I think it's a uh, it's on par with season season one right now like it can it can be better th- than that uh, i think it's been very it's got a lot of funny stuff although i feel like it doesn't have as many quotable lines as previous seasons but i do think the gags are still very good very sometimes very smart and occasionally very lowbrow but still functional so all in all uh, i enjoy the season so far uh, i think that there's still time for it to be uh, a really great season of Rick and Morty. Nice. Yeah, some great points there. I I think that, yeah, I I kind of agree with you that it might not be as quotable so far, although it is a little bit hard to tell so so close to the episode airings. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's potentially a good point here. Um, So yeah, we got, uh, what was it, a B and then uh, Rick Shank Redemption from Alex here. Um, I think right. I think that's a that would be a pretty that's a pretty crowd pleasing opinion there. I think there's a lot of people nodding along <laughs> with that answer as they're listening. Okay. Uh, next we have Britt Griffin uh, here joining us today. Britt, uh, hello, and uh, what's your answer to this two part question? I think the episodes so far have been very strong, and I would give it probably an A minus. I'd give it an A plus, but. I agree that the um, Vindicators 3 was kind of dumb. I liked the beginning of it, and then they got to the point where they were wandering around <laughs> following drunk, drunk Rick's like explanations, and I'm like, well, this is a waste of my time. It was, I'm not going to say even that it wasn't funny, it was just stupid. Like, if this was a menu order, you could spend your money on something else. About as exciting as ground turkey patties. Okay. So yeah. Burn. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was a harsh burn there. So yeah, A minus and what's your favorite episode of the season? It's I really, really like the Rick Shank Redemption. I think it's probably one of the better episodes of the entire show. But I also like Rick Mancing the Stone. I just like the AU feel of it and it is incredibly funny. And like the Rick Shank Redemption is like a very dry humor. It's very Rick humor, whereas the Rick Mancing the Stone is very sort of outlandish. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was rewatching the episode earlier, and there's a dude behind when Morty's like fighting this dude, and his outfit is attached to his nipple piercings. <laughs> 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 like that. Yeah. Summer's boyfriend. Hilarious. <laughs> but like, I also just enjoy watching Rick. Just out smart, like the FBI dude, the FBI, the International Galactic. So a lot of love for episodes one and two from you. Yeah, I would probably say Rick Shank Redemption is probably going to be number one. Rick Mansing the Stone is probably going to be number two. Okay. I think those are the best. They're very close. Yeah. 
So there's some they're very close. Okay. I would. Yeah, that's good. Some solid, some solid choices here. Uh, also going with uh, Rick Tank Redemption. I think that's probably the most common favorite I've seen. So I'm not surprised to see it come up a few times here. Okay, uh, good stuff from Britt there. Last we have Andy Potter. Uh, Andy, hi. And what's your answer to these this two part question? Hey, Dylan. Uh, my answer to this is I think this season has been an A so far. We have four more episodes, but I think it's been an A so far. This is where they brought on a lot of new writers. They've been trying some new things and they've been surprisingly consistent with these new ideas while still keeping the same Rick and Morty idea of crazy concepts during each episode. And that's really impressive. We've, ha- we've been exploring a lot of dark themes. We've been exploring Rick's personality, Morty's personality. We've been exploring Beth a little more, but I would hope we explore her more in the next four episodes. We've been exploring Summer more. And these are things we didn't really get in the first two seasons to this extent, to this um, consistency each episode. We didn't. I didn't expect each week to come in and expect to see things about their personalities at all. But this this season, it's like I'm ready to see what new thing we're going to see about Rick's personality, about Morty's personality. I'm ready for that, and that's really enjoyable. And it's a little different. And but I think they're pulling it off very, very well so far. And my favorite episode of this season is Pickle Rick because it kind of is that balancing act of the old Rick and Morty of the craziness and the zaniness and this new Rick and Morty, which is about character development and the way they all interact together. And I think that just, it balances it in a way that other episodes haven't quite done yet, but they've been doing it fairly well all season. Okay. Uh, Pickle Rick. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we got, we, yeah. got, we got, we got that in. Uh, so he's an A um, and, yeah. and Pickle Rick. Okay. Uh, some some variety, uh, some varying opinions on takes of the season A to B. We got uh, some different episodes in here. Yeah, um, I think I'm on like a B plus for the season, and either Pickle Rick or uh, Rest and Relaxation is the top episode of the season. Rick Shank Redemption also very good. Um, I will say the one thing that's I've not I, I would like from the season. There's been no like top super standout top tier episode to me. Um, so far for a lot of people, that's Rick Shank Redemption, but for me, I don't know. So, um, I'd, I'd love if, uh, one of our, one of our last four, but consistency means a lot too. It does. Yeah. 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 It's very, it's much more consistent. Even like Vindicators three was still like, not as terrible as like some of the other episodes. Like it was, it was still watchable, I guess. But I was still like, well, I guess I'll watch this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think Vindicators 3 is fine. I've always defended the episode. And um, yeah, I agree. All the episodes this season probably better than Get Swifty. So um, like, like there's a, the, the, the low point is higher than uh, it was on previous seasons. Although again, as I always say, there's no bad Rick and Morty episode. Um, five points for all of you on that. Oh yeah, we're grading this. I don't know if I mentioned that, but um, we're, we're, uh, we're grading on uh, originality of answer, reasoning behind answer, and I don't know, some other bullshit, whatever, whatever the... And your opinion. <laughs> 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 whatever, whatever the fuck I grade with this, these answers with. Okay, so everyone gets a five on that. These are these are all uh, acceptable opinions, um, and all defended pretty well. So, um, the grading will only get harsher from here, though, as we get into our second question: uh, Which character is the MVP of the season so far? Um, it's this could be anyone from Rick Morty to minor characters. Who do you think has, uh, you know, added maybe who's added the most to the season? Who do you think has been the funniest? However, you want to answer this question. Um, let's uh, go back around here, starting with Andy. I really wish I wasn't going first here, but I think the right answer, the right answer for once is Morty. He has improved, he has mm. grown. <laughs> a lot this season 
He has just compared this Morty this season to Morty's other seasons. And he's doing a lot more in the show. He's, he has a lot more agency. Like there was in rest and relaxation, just the beginning there, he was the one piloting the ship while Rick did something. Rick trusted Morty to drive the ship around and fight things and stuff. And he's been watching him improve over the season as a whole has been very, I think very, um, very fun and very interesting by on an episode by episode basis. I think it's been, less interesting but overall just watching this change has been very very well done and i really like it a lot and i think that just looking back it's always been morty's like side comments to people that have been the funniest like when he's talking to the vindicators when he's getting mad about rick killing everybody and when he's just like it just just he's the one i think about now when i think about rick and morty more than rick sometimes and that's a very big change from other seasons i think and yeah, that's why I think Morty. Morty's just Morty's had the most, other than Rick, the most focus in his character, and I think it's very, very telling and very showing this season. Okay, um, the bold move going Morty here again. Um, it's the answer every week. Maybe he just really likes. Morty I've done. never. Yeah, no, this, yeah. this is done. I've never said. Yeah, for the record, I Alex. Alex is the one that says if Alex says Morty, he will get the uh, deduction. Uh, advance warning. Yeah, but um, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's some good reasoning. I'll, I'll comment. I'll save my comments for the end. But yeah, that's a well that's a well reasoned, probably correct answer. I agree. So, um, but we'd also like originality here. Britt, uh, who's your MVP of the season? I'm gonna go with Summer. She's just been my favorite all all season. She just has the best comments, in my opinion. Like, boob yeah, boob yeah, yeah, <laughs> boo <Boo-nah? laughs> Yeah. When she stops. Making out with a dude when in um, Rick Mansing the Stone because he has a stupid, stupid fucking mustache. And she's like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, let's just make out. I don't care. And by the way, I was rewatching it. That dude was wearing literally assless chaps. <laughs> and like, it's just a cup. It was great. I, I, I yeah, that world's um, summer has great taste. Um, <laughs> her line with the movies just she's grown the most i think we've seen the most out of her like she is active and like all her she like wants to go on adventures she's sort of starting to think the way that rick thinks like but if we move the flies you know what i mean yeah. and i just she's my fave even in the really totally conspiracy when she's having a teenage breakdown and turned into a giant angry monster She's still funny. So she doesn't necessarily progress the show as much because she's not as much as a forefront character as Rick or Morty, but I want her to be. You know mm, what I mean? I hope they yeah. do more with her and they continue like pushing her forward as they have over there. They started in like season two because season one, like she's kind of an afterthought, like along mm. with the rest of the family. She's not like really flushed out, but seeing her come into her own and having a female character on a slapstick dark comedy show that's not, you know, a one-hit wonder or has huge boobs. kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> solid answer there, Summer. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah, definitely de- definitely the MVP of the early part of the season, I, I think, for sure. Yeah, definitely like the early part of the season. She's not really... In... Although she still has some good stuff, like with Trisha Lang in, the, in that one episode, yeah. So... Um... So yeah, summer strong choice here. So definitely 
the MVP a little bit in Pickle Rick, but not as much, I think. Yeah, she's still good in Pickle Rick, too, with the the, the hoofing, yeah. So, you know, there's the rest of the season, and that's the main thing that I'm hoping for. Nice, yeah, definitely, but, definitely hoping for more from Summer here. So we got um, Morty, Summer, Alex. Um, you may answer any character as long as it's not Morty. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm really hoping Ugh. you answer Morty. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. I, I'm, 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 conf- I'm conflicted. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it would be a disservice to my character if I voted Morty on five straight panels and did not choose Morty. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and look, here's here's why. I'll go episode by episode. Okay, Rick Shank Redemption. I agree that this is the only episode of the of the season where Rick is the MVP. But Rick Mancing the Stone, he leads with the with the Armithy plot. He let, lets out all his like feelings over the, the divorce, and I think he's solid there, whereas Summer kind of has to share the spotlight with Hemorrhage and all, so they're kind of shared, whereas Morty carries his side of the story on his own. Pickle Rick, also kind of weak there. Vindicators 3, I think he does the, the best in just expressing like his disgust with, Rick, with Rick's actions, basically speaking for the audience, and I think he lets out the funniest lines of that episode, despite it being the weakest of the season. Whirly Durly Conspiracy, Morty is who saves that B-plot from be- being boring, his, his frustration with Beth and his uh, dialogue with, uh, with Summer's bo- ex-boyfriend at the, at the end, that, that saves that from, from being, uh, from, it, his actions is what makes that, that side of the story watchable, whereas on the other side, Rick has to share with Jerry and Risotto. And finally, Rest in Rick Latsation. Obviously, the MVP there is a healthy Morty, and just seeing how he acts and how that demonstrates his development through the course of the of the season. So, yeah, that's uh, about four episodes where he's a solid MVP out of six. So, Morty is the correct answer, and I will continue to stand by that answer. Mm. He did the thing. Mm. I, I respect you for that, mm. though. Well, I'll, 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 I do I'll, respect you. You yeah. you've held you've held your guns against. The Dylan. Oh well, Dylan. Also, well, I'll save. I'll save. I'll save. I'll save my comments here for the grading portion. Um, certainly a well-reasoned answer. Okay, Michelle, who's your MVP? Uh, my MVP is also Summer, and like Britt brought up like a lot of really amazing points. Um, and I think for me also just the fact that Summer somehow Summer became like way more awesome and like they decided to like care about her character and like give her more things to do and she really rose to the occasion i think she's one of the most enjoyable like teenager characters i've seen in a show especially an anime show that that feels like they actually got it right like even though she's like getting more involved in like their rick shenanigans and like trying to like figure out like oh like am i gonna be like rick like what do i like what are what's my morality gonna be like how is it changing how is like morty's experience gonna influence like what i end up doing too but like at the end of the day she still has like her teenagery moments which i love so much and i feel like they're kind of underrated because they're really, really funny. Like one of my favorite lines is still from Rigmancing the Stone when she flips the guy over in the car and he's like begging her to kill him. She's like, okay, but like not because you told me to. And I just like, <laughs> I love that personality. I love it so much. And it's been very consistent. And I have a lot of hope that she will become more of a focus. Like she's never going to have as much focus as I imagine as like the two title main characters. But outside of that, I think, she she's pretty awesome and what we've seen in first has been really gratifying and rewarding so far especially this season so that's why she's my mvp okay girl power girl <laughs> yay summer power summer. <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah uh 
Summer is uh, ending, but uh, Summer's presence on the show is not. Okay, that was there was something there. Okay, um, <laughs> but good job. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I appreciated it. These were we had two. We had only two answers. I f- the problem is this is they could pick any character. Like there's so many ways to go this season. I mean, we could have you could have said uh, Trisha Lang. We're going to be talking a lot about her later. Um, you, could, you could have you could have went. <laughs> Uh, Rick? No one said Rick. I mean, so, um, more, look, I think, I, I think Morty's probably the correct answer, so I'll give Andy five points for saying it first. Um, Summer's also a very good answer, so Britt will get four points for that. Um, saying Summer again, uh, still a good answer, but it was the second time, so Michelle oh gets God. three points. And Alex, um, said, answered Morty for the fifth consecutive podcast. Um, in, in honor of that, he will be getting minus five points for this question. Um, <laughs> Wow, this is like some Hogwarts house <laughs> shit right here with minus points. Oh my god. One point off for every consecutive Morty answer. Although it was potentially the most well-reasoned answer ever given on this panel. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Like, it was like episode by episode better. breakdown <laughs> of his... Uh, I want to argue that at least my answer was better than Andy. So I feel like I supported the Morty. You said, it, you, said it, you said it's second what? and you said it for the fifth consecutive time. And I I'm not weighing these criteria equally, obviously, because originality there was was heavily influential. I, I do appreciate Alex just not caring about losing points, though. So I, I think that that makes yeah. it better. Um, so after two rounds, we have Andy at 10 points, a Brit at nine points, Michelle at eight points, and Alex at zero points. Okay. Zero. <laughs> So there's a lot of questions left though. Yeah, so. if, Alex, if Alex can come back and win, that would be the most impressive feat. Um, he did get like seven points on a question last last uh, time, so it is possible. Um, I could also myself by saying some names wrong. It can happen. Well, you know, there's uh, still eight points behind everyone else, so it's, it would. Be, yeah, I, I think it's a given that you'll lose some points, Andy. That, that's that's inevitable. Okay. Um, that, that, that's inevitable, yeah. So yeah. let's continue here. Um, Andy always starts out strong, but then you know can't can't. Okay. Uh, the nice days. Let's let's. Next thing is funniest line of the entire season. Okay, I'm ex- I have I'm expecting good things here. You can pick at any of these six episodes, any line. You can repeat stuff from the panels um, that you that you answered for an individual episode. What is the in theory your answer for this should be something you said in a previous panel, probably because um, it's the best line of the episode. Then it would be the best line of the season. So, what is the best line of the funniest line of the entire season? Alex, uh, you can start us off here. Okay, so Vindicators 4, while it's a weak episode, the build-up is strong and like, seeing how Rick maybe cares for Morty and all. So he goes to that wild uh, amusement park ride, and it just ends with Rick ex- expressing himself to Noob Noob, and Morty goes, Motherfuck. So <laughs> just like the build-up the build to all of that, and just like his disappointment at the, at the end, and his delivery. I think that's the best use of a vulgarity I've ever heard in an animated program. Ooh. Wow, this is a superlative there. I like that. Okay, I like the hot takes. There's a strong take from from Alex on the uh, mother fuck from Vindicators. Um, Britt, uh, what is your funniest line of the season? I think my funniest line of the season is Summer's line in the whirly Dirly conspiracy. <laughs> what do you like Tammy so much? What do you have in common? Is it your shared love of French cinema? the view that only carbon tax is the only way to stop global warming or maybe it's for giant stripper titties it's <laughs> a really good and then boobia was a close okay <laughs> that'd have been forgot about boobia boobia is the funnier line that would have been, been close going boobia there bold going boobia there but yeah i do i do love that 
that ex- that li- uh, line from somewhere there. Okay. Um, Michelle, uh, what's your phone? Fr- also my MVP, so I'm on brand. Yeah, Brit is on brand. Yeah, Alex, you Alex are on brand. potentially not on brand here. I'll get more in a second. But um, um, Morty. <laughs> Morty is on brand. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, Morty's on Michelle, brand. what's your funniest line of the season? Um, honestly, the Terry Fold song is like my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. And just like the, the ending, like chunk where it's like, you can grab my holy fold, squeeze and tight, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> lick my <laughs> flappy holy holes, <laughs> you piece of shit. It's just like so funny. And like the fact that he lip synced the whole thing, it just feels so perfect and in character. And like, amazingly iconic. Like this, that's sort of like, um, Rick screaming on pickle rip is one of the like highlights of iconic things to happen for this season for me for sure. So I gotta stay true to it. Terry folds all the way. Yeah, nice Imp- improv the whole thing. Yeah, I do love the yeah. the Terry folds the Terry fold song. Um, yeah, I, uh, pr- c- continue to listen to it even though we're several <laughs> we're we're we're, conti- we're 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 pretty far removed from the episode. Okay, strong choice there, Andy. What's your funniest line of the episode? My funniest line, and this was my funniest line of the Vindicators podcast. Who the fuck is Noob Noob? I just, whenever I watch that shot of Morty looking up at Rick, when when Rick says this line, I just, I can't control myself. Just, just the whole. It was an entire episode to set up this one line of dialogue, and it was incredible. It was worth the like. This episode was worth it just for this one line, for Logic singing in the background while Rick questioned who the fuck is Noob Noob. I don't know. This this line makes me just die every single time I hear it, and it would not be nearly as good if, if Morty was not just so mad about it while he saw while he said it. Oh my god, this. This, this is this is my favorite line with the fa- best setup of any joke I think in this season so far. Nice. Okay. Um, um, if if I if I may rebut, I just want to defend my line versus that because my my line happened right right after Rick is all like, "Well, maybe I care about you," like in response to this whole gag thing. But then after he he says this line, then you have the whole fighting with the million ants and supernova. Then you have throwing yourself into this concert, and then Rick lets out that line. So I feel like you're too separated from the part of the episode that made that joke work for it to be as funny as it was when it came immediately after Rick, like, kind of sort of saying that he, like, maybe cares about him. But the point of my, this line is that it, it's built go. up for oh the God. entire episode. It starts with the, <laughs> with the Vindicators where he fight. Where right, but, but mine. It's an entire episode of build up. Yeah, yours is set up like. You guys are trying really hard to win. I get that, but like, you can only defend your answer so much. This isn't this isn't gaining you points. Yeah, Um, you guys, you guys gave this. In my eyes, you guys gave the same answer. So um, it was from the same part of the episode. I, you know, Uh, okay. Yeah, mine was the peak. His was the end. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Um, I disagree. So out of all those lines, um, Alex and Andy, you gave you guys gave lines that are like built up, and um, it's not the line itself; it's the build anyway. I don't. I don't super agree with the logic behind that. I think Britt said the pure funniest line out of the four of you, so Britt gets five points. Um, Michelle gets. Um, I'll give Michelle four points. I don't know. The whole song isn't even in the episode. That's the problem. Um, like it's not really a line. The the part you quoted. I don't know if that's in the actual episode, but um, it is. Yeah, it's more towards the end. Yeah, it's like. Oh, I guess it's in the credits. Okay, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah it's in the that's credits. fine. Okay, yeah. four points. Um, 
Yeah, I do love the song. And um, Alex gets three points. It's a solid choice. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if the, the line itself versus the build up, but mostly just because it's off brand on you thinking the Vindicator sucks. Like, how can the funniest line of the season be from the episode that you don't like? He, because he the rest of the episode was so terrible. Yeah, I, I'm not buying he that. He also called Yeah. Oh, oh, ooh. Andy, look, Andy's trying really hard to. <laughs> Wait, what, what did Andy say? I didn't hear that. He said you called it Vindicators 4. I do kind of remember that. Um, but oh, oh. Uh, Andy pointing it out is not going to take points away. But uh, I'm, I'm just, I know. Yeah, so at three points for Alex there. Um, just just be off-brand this. And then Andy gets two points because you just repeated Alex's answer, basically. So um, I consider that a similar answer. Although I do agree that whole scene and those lines are great. Um, you know, I feel like funniest line is, is, uh, it's something that can stand on its own. Like summer's line is like really great on its own, like more. No, I, I actually agree mm-hmm. with you. And I think like just in general, the show, as we mentioned, has been less quotable than like previous uh, seasons. Uh, a lot of the humor in this, uh, in this season, I feel like is more based on build up than actually being funny on its, it's own. More complex. Why? Yeah. 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 The humor has gotten a, like a one-liners. gag, like this is a joke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the humor has changed. I could quote giant stripper season. titties all day. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> noted, noted. Yeah, I I agree with you, Alex. Um, but I do think that there were choices. So I don't know if you had to go with that one. Like, I mean, there is another line from Vindicators with the uh, the ghost penis. Like, we could go on with that one. Um, there was uh, <laughs> oh, 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 the penis thing. I don't know yeah. the could have got, do your hard, research you to... go back and watch the episode <laughs> I, I gave you these questions ahead of time Andy what are you talking about <laughs> I did it ahead of time I can't understand what, what do you mean I don't know the quote put on closed captioning <laughs> what are you talking I, about oh, you've had this several days oh my god and I still didn't I'm, repeat anybody he says too quick I'm t- Andy I'm taking off two points right for that I'm t- <laughs> you didn't hear what I was saying I'm taking off two points I can't hear what he's saying because he talks too quick put on closed captions put on closed captions also I quoted it on the recap podcast you could have gone back. I know. Like, I didn't understand what you oh said it god. either. The closed caption. Oh my god. Okay. Andy. <laughs> it's taking. I still don't. I need to go. I, Andy <laughs> loses two points. It, it, it was inevitable. Okay. So. <laughs> you were just looking for something no, that at this was, that, point. That, that, that was. Uh, that got me. Okay. So Britt Brit leads with 14 points. Michelle 12. Andy 10. Alex 3. Okay. Let's let's continue here. <laughs> um, so uh, here's our, our, our uh, longer form. Although I don't necessarily need super long answers to this. Our more deep question. So in episode one of the season, Rick promised the darkest season of the show. Um, and it was kind of a gag, but maybe he was being serious uh, when he's uh, like yelling at Morty at the end of um, episode one. So my question is, has it been the darkest season up to this point? And if so, or if not, or I guess only if so. If so, is that a good thing? Like, has that been, a, has that been beneficial uh, to the show? Um, so let's start uh, with Michelle here. Um, I honestly don't think it's been a darker season. And to me, like my reasoning is that like it's it hasn't been focusing as much on just like shock humor and more. It's like it seems more deeply concerned this season with like character like development and analysis and conversations and growth. Um, and I don't consider that necessarily dark, but it is like way more like deep and interesting. And there's a lot more like meat there. And I think that's been, like, one of the most interesting things about the season is just, like, tracking this character progression and seeing, learning more about the characters, like, especially, like, Morty, Rick, and Beth, and Summer, just, like, all of them, just, like, figuring out. And even, like, even though I, like, hate Jerry so much, like, I do feel like I know way more about Jerry and, like, how he thinks now than I did in the past few seasons. So I think it's still, like, really good, and I'm glad that it's going this direction. I think it's about time, because this is season three. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily darker. 
Okay. Um, one vote no on darker. Uh, Alex, what do you say here? I'm also going to vote no. I, I feel like dark humor has always been a, a an element to, of Rick and Morty, even in previous seasons. I think what you could interpret as the show getting darker would be treating these serious themes and their personalities and all. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of these things have been treated in previous in the previous seasons, but a bit more subtly. Just to put an example, like Rick struggling with his emotional attachments, we got a little bit of that already in the last episode of season two in the wedding squanchers. Also, you had the uh, him with uh, Unity, uh, the, considering how he handles relationships. And it was much more subtler. I feel like in this season, it's done a lot more of explaining with words. Like, for example, that whole monologue in Pickle Rick of the psychologist just basically throwing out Rick's entire way of thinking. Uh, I think the season has done a lot more of that. And because of, of that, we feel that we know the characters better. But I think what it's more doing is just confirming what you could have already inferred about the, the characters' personalities in, in previous seasons. And just as for the, the humor in itself, I do think it's gotten a bit more advanced, but it hasn't gotten darker. I, I think the, the, these jokes could just as well fit into a season two episode. So all in all, I, I think that it's dealing with serious themes, but it, it's not necessarily darker than what you would have gotten in the past. Mm. It's good, good. That's, that's good logic there. Any of this could have been could have been in season two. OK, uh, Britt, what do you think? Darkest season of the show? I'm going to go also with no. It is the most somber and serious. It has the most complexity of characters. And I think the writing is... I would even say the writing is more complex. It's not even as violent as previous season. Like, if I remember correctly, mm. season two was extremely violent. And I watched season two, like, three weeks ago. Um, So I'm going to go with no. Everyone already stated that it's... The dark humor could exist everywhere in the show. The first episode of this of the show is very dark, but it's also kind of shallow. So it's kind of a toss up. What do they mean by dark? Also, is important. Like the therapist yeah. and um, speech, and then Morty's speech to Jerry, and then basically everybody's sort of dealing with the divorce. And there's a lot of you know heavy things in the way the children deal with divorce, and like. Um, so there was that, and those were like really heavy themes, and you know, there's, but it's not any more bloody. It's not any more than we're used to seeing. I would say it's on par, and they just maybe they wanted it to be the darkest season, and maybe they thought in the writers' room, ooh, this is gonna be so dark and juicy, but it's not. I would say it's quite possibly my favorite. The end of season two, I really, really love the end of season two. I think season two. Might end up being my favorite of the show, but season three has been pretty strong so far, so we'll see. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, three votes. Three votes for now. Um, some good good logic all around here. Um, Andy, you can echo this or go in a different direction. I'm definitely going the opposite direction. I don't know what you guys Ooh. are talking about. This season's definitely the darkest season because, like, you guys are like trying to like argue about like, well, we don't know what they mean by darkest. Like. We're supposed to say what it is, and I think this is darker. They're talking about personal problems. We're going into deep character stuff. That's always going to be darker than people shooting each other in the head. That's always going to be darker. Like that. Like it's like the argument between like it is. Like think about it. Like think about Attack on Titan. 
that's just an edgy show where people die all the time compared to Bojack Horseman, which is all character death. That's a Bojack Horseman is a lot darker. Are you saying than, that there's no character death in Attack on Titan? What? <laughs> that's a di- that's a different oh, argument, what? but I do think that there's no what? character death in that show. But that's a different <laughs> argument for another day. Not for this podcast. But, yeah, continue. Uh, continue. <laughs> My point is that this this season has a lot more character depth, and they brought in a lot of new writers, and instead of – because they purposely brought in new writers to change the tone, to change how they're going to do this season to make it more consistent, to make it more thematically like coherent through the entire season, and it really shows. Like They could have just done everything they did the last few seasons. They could have had another Cable episode, which I probably would have loved, but – they, they decided to throw some stuff away and say, hey, we want to do something different because we realize we can't do this for 10 seasons in a row. We want to do something different so we can continue, continue doing Rick and Morty. And I think it really is a good experiment and it works. And I hope that they continue to try this through the seasons they have because this is a darker season that looks at character. And I like that. I like that we get these episodes like the end of Pickle Rick where we're, we have Beth and Rick in the car talking. And it's just really depressing and happy at the same time but that doesn't mean it's not dark and i like and there's scenes like this all through this season and they're not the same as the other scenes like the suicide scene in season two where he almost kills himself is it's dark but it's kind of undercut by how like we don't talk about it ever again this season we talk about things and they don't go away they're continually brought up and that keeps it in our mind keeps it fresh and i really like that in this season i also really like it too that was one of the fears i had watching the first two seasons that would end up being kind of like Bob's Burgers. Like one of my things that I loved about Bob's Burgers was the characters, but they don't go anywhere, but these characters are going somewhere. And I really appreciate that as well. Nice. Yeah. I definitely, one of the stronger points of the season is um, kind of the character depth we've gotten into, Um, especially with Pickle Rick, also other episodes here. Um, These are all good answers. Uh, so at least at least everyone's getting a five, but I think a few stood out to me. So Michelle Britt get fives. Alex, I think was the most well reasoned, so I'll give him a six. Um, and then you gave a six, and <gasps> then Andy gets Come Andy back. gets an eight because um, he said the opposite of what all of you said. So that's what I'm really looking for here <laughs> uh, is different dif- <laughs> differentiating answers. All right. uh, that's all it takes. That's a weird grading system. Look, I just want to hear different takes. <laughs> I right. want to hear different takes. Also, I think I think both are good points. Like it, it is what what do you define? <laughs> Stark. Is it like uh, like uh, depressing character stuff, or is it um, more of uh, you know more more of a poten- like yelling at each other and like people dying? I don't know. All of it. All of it's potentially valid. I think. I think maybe the biggest point in this not being the darkest season would be. I still think the darkest moment of the show would be Rick trying to kill himself in season two. So I think it's maybe hard to argue yeah. that. Um, I think the darkest season was Bird the- Person getting shot. I, I think the darkest is him giving himself up to the Federation, personally. That's a good one, too. Third person getting shot. Yeah. I think the darkest one was him going to prison and Nine Inch no, Nails playing. Dude, that him. was... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was dark because... You like, might you not have picture. You might have thought that was funny, but I actually thought mm. that that no, was... No, it was like, a poignant moment. Yeah, I agree. Because he mm, was playing for sure. up for his family, yeah. and I that was, like, yeah. him deciding to care. Yeah. Yes, Andy? Versus his own, like... Never okay. mind. I wish Thanks. I had been on that discussion, but okay. it happened. Before. So after the, after this question, Britt nineteen, Andy eighteen, Michelle seventeen, Alex nine. Okay, so um, continue on. Slowly catching up. Slowly catching up. Um, <laughs> next question: What is the funniest gag of the season? More of a long term concept that you found funny? I think maybe Alex and Andy's answers would have been better served for this question from the quote. But um, you know, we'll we'll see what we bring to the table here. What's the funniest gag of the season? Let's start with Andy. 
No, okay. The funniest line, the funniest gag in the season was, I really think it was that uh, the therapist was also a corpophagia therapist, the shit-eating thing, because it just kept coming up somehow. Like, she had the binders full of shit, and there was um, the, the math teacher coming out, and he's just like, and he's just coming out of the shit thing, and oh my god, just, it was just, there was no reason for that to be there. It was the one part of the episode that just didn't need to be there at all for it to work, but it just... It was just there. For some reason, she's a therapist that helps with people eating shit. And I just love that because it just doesn't really make sense that she also is a family therapist. But I really like it a lot. Yeah. And Mr. Goldenfold, too. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, definitely a good example of a gag. Yeah. Something that recurs several times. OK, this is a strong choice here and on brand with your love of Pickle Rick. Um, liking that. Uh, Britt, what do you have as fav- funniest gag of the season? My favorite gag of the season is actually kind of a running gag. And that is truly ridiculous outfits <laughs> there were quite a few among the different ricks and rick shank redemption there was one that literally had um tommy's mom's hair from rugrats mm. which i giggled at there oh, was wow. in um for commanding the stone in the mad max world there was an abundance of weird absent accent of outfits like the dude who had melted dolls on his arm, the dude with that mask, the dude with this other mask, the dude whose nipple piercings attached to his leotard. <laughs> um, every single character in Vindicators had a stupid outfit, including Morty. <laughs> I think Rick looked okay. There was a Rick with blue pants <laughs> in the Rick Shank Redemption. Yeah. In the. They're just dumb outfits. Like, Jerry has, like, five dumb outfits. He has, like, the boiler hat, the Rickman sitting the stone outfit where he's got, like, the seven medals, rest and relax, Rick's laxation. They're hanging out in their underwear. They were dumb stuff at some point, I'm sure. Um, Pickle Rick. He's a pickle. There's all of Beth's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very ridiculous outfit. I consider it an outfit. Yeah, just... yeah, it is. Whirly Durly can barely see the children. Um, the dude with three heads tied on like a funny tie. Okay. He'll Jared leaves the house with no pants. His dick is just hanging out. He's gonna blast in his face. They're funny well, outfits. That's lack <laughs> of yeah, lack outfit. of outfit. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. But maybe it's a it is a form itself. of dress. Yeah, or undress. <laughs> <laughs> Form of dress or undress. I like that. Okay. Yeah, Rick's blue pants, too. You, you noted that. That was uh, That's one of the more notable outfits. Yes. I, I like this gag because it was subtle but still funny. Okay. I didn't. I, that's something I hadn't thought of as an intentional gag, but that's you well-supported, cited many examples. I, I like that. Um, okay. Very interesting. Um, Alex, what's your funniest gag? I had to go with the the summer and Morty bots from Rick Mansing the Stone. and I, I think they they that B plot is probably the best of the of the season so far, and just uh, like them malfunctioning so frequently, like um, Morty going, "Oh, my sister died in the spaghetti," and at the end, <laughs> when, like the they gain sentience at some point. Morty is like, "I want to hold you. I want to run in a stream. I am alive." Hello. Like so, like just his uh, his very very nuts that entire plot, and then also uh, as an extension when Beth thinks that real Morty is like fake Morty, I guess he's like, who wants to run in a stream? And real Morty's just like, what the fuck? No. (laughs) Yeah, just the the entire B plot works because the bots are just so so insane. I I love that part. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Michelle, what you got here for funniest gag? 
Oh, hands down for me um, is the <laughs> the Mulan McNugget Szechuan mm. sauce thing from Rick Redemption. Because it's just like, he keeps bringing it up and he's just like so into that damn sauce. And then like his monologue at the end is so insane. Because like you finally get this, it's like, oh, like maybe like Rick finally did like, you know, do what we do like to like help them because he cares about them. And then he just like talks like, no, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get the Szechuan sauce. And like, I even got the whole rant. And it's just like so funny. He's like, I'm not, I'm not driven by adventuring my dead family, Morty. That was fake. I'm driven by finding the McNugget sauce. I want that Mulan McNugget sauce, Morty. That's my series arc, Morty. If it takes nine seasons, oh my McNugget dipping sauce, Szechuan sauce. That's what's gonna take us to the end, Morty. Season nine, nine more seasons. It's just like, it's like, it's so, it's so crazy, and it's such a weird ending, and it totally like flies in the face of like any kind of like feel goody ending we could have possibly had and it's so like incredibly in tone with the show and rick it just felt so perfect i had to go with it yeah i can't believe you guys let that answer get to michelle i mean that's the obvious one yeah, yeah. i was surprised too it's so good yeah. that's that's like the objectively right answer i think michelle gets eight points for that um that's that's like I think that's I think that would be number one. I, I'm not as in love with that as everyone else, but it's so memorable and like it's so yeah. memorable. It's quite yeah. Memorable. I, I feel like there have been better so gags. Good. Was it it's the a best. top five? Yeah. Alex best. Alex gave a good Alex gave a top five gag for me. Uh, the the box that might be number two. So he gets five points for that. Um, Brit uh, Brit not something I would have thought of as a gag. Um, I still am not convinced that fits the definition, but it was really well supported. So I'll give that a four. And then um, Andy gets a three funny, but not a top 10 gag of the season, I would say, um, is the the poop stuff. Like, it was good, but I, I think there's better. Like, no one mentioned the, um, the like, immortality field. I think that's a, a top one. Um, we had the Armathy from Rickmancing the Stone as well. That's an... We, we had this mm-hmm. fight before, Dylan. I used that as a gag on my panel, and you said that was a character. You got yeah, mad at me when I used that as a gag. Oh, well, I'll, 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 uh, uh, well, okay. Armathy's flashbacks. How about that? That's I think that's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So Armathy's okay. flashbacks. So that was a great gag, too. Um, yeah. So, the, I, I, yeah, I mean, come on. The, the McNuggets are the right answer. Okay. So um, I'll, t- I'll tally up the, the scores as we go to our next question here. Um, who is the best minor character of the season? Anyone who is not Rick, not Morty, Beth, Summer, or Jerry. So you all answered either Summer or, or Morty for the character. How about minor character? Who stands out to you uh, the most? Uh, Michelle. Um, honestly, uh, Armathy was my my best minor character. Because it's like, it's such a, it's such a silly concept and this could have been so boring and it totally wasn't because we, we gave him flashbacks and he got to like achieve his quest of avenging his murdered family. And he like actually helped Morty like work through his problems and it just like worked so well. Like the whole episode was such a weird concept, but like it was handled in a way that really paid off. And I think Armathy is a really great example of a minor character, like becoming memorable because the delivery was so strong and we spent enough time with him the whole episode to really actually kind of care about the fact that he exists even though he's just an arm so armathy was my choice nice yeah yeah now that i'm thinking about it, we did i did i did uh argue that armathy counts as a minor character so <laughs> um okay good good choice here michelle uh brit who's your favorite minor character of the season or the show of the yeah the season staying on brand with my summer favorites um i'm gonna go with hemorrhage mm. because he is oh. ridiculous he wears apples chaps and then he starts out this like fierce warrior, then takes off his hat and he has a stupid mustache. Um, another another funny outfit. And then he's just 
they have like this epic like nihilist romance and then he gets television and becomes a shitty boyfriend <laughs> and he's just hilarious <laughs> the whole way through because they treat him like blank face with seriousness but he's the most ridiculous human being on planet earth also he's blonde like ta- like um summer's boyfriend back home so i think she has a type so hopefully we'll mm. like get her a romance with somebody who's not a fuck boy <laughs> yeah i agree with that that's like ethan yeah that's a that's a good analysis there that summer has a type yeah. i like i think he's like he's what she would hope ethan would be but he is not ethan now deformed from morty's uh <laughs> morty's ray so uh yeah i don't who knows maybe she'll fall in love with him on the inside because he stops being a fuck boy now because now he's ugly. yeah but- <laughs> Never I think we need to. We need to. Yeah. Yeah. He could be Jerry. We need to check. Intercourse will be a strange thing to figure out. <laughs> we need to uh, check in if um, if Ethan's fixed uh, now. Yeah, I did, then we never we never got a uh, sign of that. Okay, so we have um, Armithy and Hemorrhage from the same episode. Andy, what do you got here? Uh, clearly, the best minor character is Stacy. She is above and beyond the funniest minor character in any episode. Her her say like just the idea that she would be okay with going back home with Morty, a 14-year-old child. <laughs> and she's just like, whatever, it's fine. And then seeing him and Rick fighting and her going, is it wrong that I think this is hot? And then both the time, like, each time Sea Cucumber is mentioned, I just, it's amazing. Like, at the stinger when she pops out of the tube and she's just yelling Sea Cucumber, it's great. Like, every scene that she's in is just made amazing by her existence, and I love it. I love her so much. Nice, yeah, strong choice there. Alex, uh, bring us home. Who's the best minor character this season? Uh, I think it's Cornelius Daniel, who you may better know as the alien agent in Rick's brain in the mm. in Rick Shank Redemption. Uh, I think Nathan mm. Fillion does a really good job with his voice. I think he's the closest Rick has had to an equal in this season. Uh, I think that he he's just very funny, like uh, comparing uh, Rick's brain to a show, and he's so safe. And then, like, just uh, him being aroused whenever he brings up the portal gun and his, like, little nose things, like, oh light God. up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it, it, just total lack of care for Rick. Like, uh, when uh, when Rick's wife dies in the fake memory, he's like, wow, this sauce is effing amazing. You said it was promoting a movie? But, and then just, like, his total, like, uh, what just happened when Rick, like, turns the tables on him and he realizes, we're, we're still at the Shonies. We're still at the Shonies. And so, like, I think, like, him being at the beginning of the episode helps a lot in making that episode, like, the best. Because it, it easily, like, right away the humor begins and it just continues going crazy throughout the rest of the episode. So, uh, I think he's the the MVP of the side characters this season. Mm, yeah, it's 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 sometimes easy to forget about the episode one stuff. But, um, yeah, that's a strong choice. Um these these are all good answers. Fives all around. I, I like personally I agree with Michelle and Andy's answers more, but um Britt supported Hemorrhage really well. Even though I'm not crazy about Hemorrhage, that was a real well reasoned answer. And same with Alex with the the Nathan Fillion agent. So um I think uh those are all great. Not mentioned. Um we so we had Stacy, we had uh um uh, we had Armathy, but um we we did like the Vindicators. Those were also um, um, good answers here. We had um, Pickle. I mean, we the the characters from Pickle Rick, right? We had we had some some great ones. Yeah, my, my my second guy was the agency director, Peter Serafinowitz. Did a great job of being intimidating. Yeah, in that he's episode. great. Jaguar's great, and um, Doctor Wong, right? Um, so 
she was she was one of my choices also that I was considering. Yeah, I think she's. Uh, I did write her down, but then I changed my okay. mind. Crap! Yeah. Why did she, I do she's that? yeah, she would have been Anyways. a strong answer too. Yeah. So there, there's there's a bunch of good ones here. Um, but yeah, good good answers all around there. But um, so going into the last question, Michelle thirty, Britt twenty eight, Andy twenty six, um, Alex nineteen. But this is the most important question. So there's a lot of points on the line here. Okay, I need. Uh, oh my god! I need. I need answers oh. to this. I need answers. The most important question. Last time on the on our panel, Alex presented dumbly after the scoring had ended, but uh, he presented <laughs> uh, this incredible theory that uh, Trisha Lang, uh, the uh, massive stripper titties, uh, says Summer, uh, and then she's again. So she's in episode five. She says um, she's uh, Ethan's uh, dating her instead of Summer. Summer complains about her massive stripper titties. The quote Britt said, right? And then um, she's she's also mm-hmm. like, I gotta go talk to my mom, right? Um, and then. Um, in episode six, she's also there in the beginning and end um, when she talks about uh, uh, peeing on uh, you, yum. And then um, also in the beginning, the uh, penis in foreskin kind of love. Foreskin yeah. love. So, um, yes. Just Trisha, Trisha Lang, the, in the latest two episodes, and she has the same voice actress as Tammy, who, uh, as we saw in the Stinger at episode one, um, is the only potential... Um, Fed, uh, federation uh, agent uh, surviving takes uh cy- cy- cyber person whatever yeah and uh so phoenix, phoenix person. person um no one said him by the way phoenix um so we have uh they're the same voice actor trisha lang the character we've never seen before randomly pops up in these last two episodes so is trisha lang secretly tammy in disguise because like she randomly comes into the show she comes in our characters lives same voice actress like is Tam- is Tammy infiltrating the uh the the family here and um you know I this this theory blew my mind so we can have Alex start out here I I've presented the facts Alex so the question is is this true is Trisha Lang secretly Tammy are we going to reveal this in the last four episodes I look when I presented the theory uh, well <laughs> in in advance I I do want to give credit to Richard Carlin who appears to be the person that I, who fleshed it out a little after I noticed the cast thing but uh, um yeah when I mentioned it I was more on the side of of Trisha being an agent mm, of We got to go all in here. We got to go all in on on this. It's I like I like people uh, secretly being people in disguise. We know this. This is the <laughs> Dylan sold on this too hard to right. be swayed you gotta, now. You got to go all in here. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I can't. I, I'm, not, I'm not as crazy as you, Dylan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that it? Come on. Oh Support your answer. Just, Support I'm your just, answer. I'm just not the guy into docking. I'm, I'm sorry. But, I, um, but anyways, uh, I, I can't buy it. Uh, just the, It would be way too convoluted. I mean, look, Rick and Morty can be very convoluted at times. So like, if it happened, I don't think I would be surprised. But it, I just can't get it in my mind that like Tammy is some somehow able to like take over a person's body but no wait okay now that i'm talking this out like in rick shank redemption we have the machine that rick uses to switch bodies all the time mm-hmm. right and uh, federation technology, that is right? that is a federation yeah. building so that tammy does have the technology to do this and she is already well aware of what she did last time and what she did wrong in this case being too close she was friends with summer so but this time trisha is taking a bit of a more like standoffish approach like first with the boyfriend of summer and then for, with the friend uh, of 
uh, of Morty. So like she's like taking a step back, but while still being able to observe them. So and, and uh, you've already mentioned all the main things that this theory is based on. So like all in all, I think the technology is there. I think Tammy is crazy enough to do it. And okay, you do. Yeah, I somehow <laughs> brought myself into this. In the yeah, there you go. You're what? T- all t- the way t- back there. Tammy is Trisha. Okay. Yeah. I, you've you've arrived at the right oh, answer. I like oh. that. Good job, good job, Alex. Oh. I'm glad. I'm glad we we saw the light that on this. That was, yeah, that was an experience. This has changed Alex's life. Yeah, I, I had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> that, the theory is that good. I'm telling you, it's that that good of a theory. Okay. Oh. Well, we'll get. Are we gonna be famous or figuring? Yeah, we'll give Alex a second to calm down here. Britt, um, yes or no? Oh. Is Trisha laying secretly Tammy? Hmm, is she secretly Tammy? Or did her voice actress still have a contract for three more episodes? So that gave her right, we should say, we should say, can, get your cynical realism. <laughs> we should say, can, voice voice actors can <laughs> multiple roles. They just like her, yeah. wanted to keep her yeah. around. Hmm. Can there be two different women in the same universe with the same voice actress? Hmm. So is this a no? With very similar no, personalities, like I might a, add. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be unsurprised if they pulled this, but I would say so far no, because she hasn't done anything important enough other than, like, sex- be sexualized and make dumb jokes. Okay, that is. But didn't Tammy? That was all Tammy had before eating burgers. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like remaking the trope. Yeah, it, I mean, it could it could or just be a new Tammy character. Sex. Yeah, but. Well, it could just be a new Tammy character, which is what I'm thinking. But, okay, you know. so Alex... I just want to see her pull off the zipper and pop yes, out. Yes, yes. But like, the <laughs> likelihood of that is pretty, is pretty yeah. low. Mm, okay. One vote yes, one vote no. Uh, Michelle, weigh in on this. I I do, definitely do not think that Trisha Lynn is Tammy. <laughs> explain is explain yourself. Because I mean, Tammy's awesome. We haven't seen. I mean, why would they? Why would they? She's already established. She's already like a big deal coming into the season. So why would she go back into like pretending to be a high school student on Earth? Like, I don't think that makes sense for her motivation at all. Plus, like, kind of building yeah. up what Britt said. Like, I think the show like it seems to have this like attraction to having girl characters that like talk about really kinky shit. Like they think it's really funny and they keep doing it. They did it with Stacy too. And I love it. And I think it's great, but like, I wouldn't be surprised that two of those characters exist in the same season. I don't think they have to be Tammy to be saying stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. The the reason why she would do this. I think it's less of a, less that she is this person and more that she feels this show's trope. Yeah, she definitely feels she definitely fills that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think in response to that, like, just this show, like, you're, you're right. It does like doing that. Like, personally, I just don't find it funny on its own. Just like throwing random sexual stuff. If there was a reason behind it, then I would be down with it, and it would make rewatches that much more entertaining. So that's, I guess, that's why I'm glomming on to this theory. Just like ha- make it have a meaning, because otherwise, oh, like, it's yeah. silly, but it, it's not funny on mm. its own. Mm. I guess it depends. I mean, for me, like, the, the silliness comes from, like, the surprising shock where you're like, oh my god, did you just say that? Like, did you just say penis in the foreskin kind of love? Because it's just, like, you don't hear people talk about that, like, all the time. Like, yeah, you it's have more of just, like, an kind of uh, thing, but, like, it, uh, yeah, it, like, feels thrown in. Like, if it, like it, at this point, I feel like the show is able to do more highbrow stuff than that. 
It does feel uh to sweat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I don't know. I think it's I just think it's funny because it's like it's so like surprising. Not it's becoming less surprising as the season wears on, but also just like I don't know. I, I personally think it's kind of good out to for see revenge? these. Things. Like what would her motivation let be? Let me let me explain the motivation. <laughs> like, she's such like a high thinking. All right, explain the motivation. That's what confuses me. Like she's already friend? very like, established. Expecting? Look, yeah. look, okay. Can't you just be sexual? Can, can I give my answer before we start going? No, you cannot. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, so, <laughs> so you were taking away Tammy's agency. First of all, first, no, Tammy. This is all Tammy's master plan. But um, Trisha Lang does feel very thrown into the beginning and end of the last episode. Hmm. But okay, so here's the thing: the Federation is gone. Mm-hmm. Tammy has no power structure to go on. She was secretly a Federation agent, but um, Rick has single-handedly destroyed her entire organization. She's out for revenge, and she's infiltrating Rick's life. And how did she get to... the machine if she has no organization? You know, she, there's, there, she was still in some building that existed. You know, like she, there's, there's some storage. Why didn't she just grab a gun and try and shoot him? I mean, she was because Rick's too smart yeah. for that. Rick, 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 Rick laughed. Like, she, she didn't. Kill I don't know what her. I'm not entirely sure. I think she probably wants to kill Rick. But um, up, she has. She, she just could have put on a cleaning lady outfit and be like, "We free service," and then be like, "It All does right. seem convoluted." I agree with that. That's but but she did, she already did this though. She already like infiltrated like infiltrated this by being uh, a high school student. So um, that's but, why it doesn't make sense. So she, she already tried. tried so she has to change her appearance. It worked. Change her appearance. Do it again. And now she's in to kill get revenge on destroying her organization. But it didn't work. She failed. Her entire organization went down the cracker. Um, yeah, we didn't get Rick in prison. Dylan, it didn't work. Killing Rick. It seemed like a yeah. good idea. It, I mean, I, I'm, I'm get, not arguing this is like the, the, bad, the optimal plan, you know. Or really even more, she's just going after Summer. She could so, be going after Summer or something. I'm not, I don't, I think it's more why? about Rick though, but, um, it, it, her in disguise it did work they tricked them all at the end of season two um like yeah rick ultimately no. destroyed them but um that's not really related to her going undercover anyway andy uh yes or no is trisha langsey really tammy in disguise she's definitely tammy and i and i loved this theory the second i heard it but it's more than just um like all the evidence you guys have had but for or against it's that from a plot perspective this is the perfect way to end a season about character development the best way to see how a character has changed from a previous season is to throw them into a similar situation that they've already faced before. And if you have Tammy, that's a similar person. And then we have bird person or Phoenix person, either name works here. And you get them to see these characters again, you can see how they've changed from the last time. And that, and that means they have to get Tammy in there somehow. And this is a perfect vehicle to get Tammy back into the plot and her having a convoluted plot to kill Rick. That's just, it's a comedy show. It's going to have some convoluted plots that are really dumb. And that just adds to the hilarity of it. Like, it doesn't matter how she's become like Trisha Lang, either brain thing or holograms, or she's done it. She is Trisha Lang right now, and she's sneaking in, and she's going to try to kill Rick or his family. Either way, she's she's on a war path now because she's really mad, and it, she's clearly this is this is in a, if this is true, this is an amazing twist, and I think it'll just pay off amazingly with the way the characters have changed. Yeah, this is this is very I, obvious. I would like to this see is it. very obviously true. I mean, come on, guys. Lion is Pink Diamond and oh, also very... Oh, oh, oh you need to go down. Don't you dare go into that rabbit Look, hole. Um, yeah, no, this is happening. The, the biggest reason why this is happening is because Trisha Lang was not a person before two episodes ago, and now she's just prominently in the last two episodes for no reason. So, um, like, she's sh- completely shoehorned into the last episode. It's foreshadowing for her... Um, like having some some secret importance on the show. It's this a hundred percent is going to be true, and I can't wait for it to happen. Um, of note, the last episode of the season is entitled "The Rick Churian Morty Date." Um, 
a play on Manchurian Candidate. Now, I'm not 100% familiar with Manchurian Candidate source material, but um, there's something you could you could probably shoehorn this into being related to Manchurian Candidate. It's like a, a brainwashed sleeper person. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe that's similar. So there's also that title. It's not exactly what we're talking about. Like, I know, I, I, we're we're assuming like Jamie, I guess we're assuming she's like intentional. Could be a, a sleeper character. Yeah. So. What if Jerry's a sleeper character and that's why he's so That'd awful? I'd love to do something with Jerry, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a hundred percent expecting a stab, and it just makes too much sense. <laughs> it, it's too, it's too, it makes too much sense, and uh, it's it's like what's going to be the the finale, right? We haven't really been building up any plot, so I think this would be also another good way yeah. to to have some something that that tie into uh, some some episodes of the season. So, well. One variation I want to bring up: what what if it, it's what if the Federation knows that Morty is very important to Rick, and especially Morty's sanity? Mm-hmm. So Trisha, uh, um, Trisha targets Jessica by ki- by killing Jessica. Morty goes insane. Said finally, finally makes him snap after we've seen him slowly getting more and more sociopathic as the <clears throat> the season has gotten on. So it could, it, just as a side, maybe it's not Rick, but maybe it's someone very close to Rick that will affect him in a very strong way. Yeah, we have we have conspicuously brought Jessica back into the show as well. I think that goes hand in hand with this type of thing. Is like something something with Jessica. She's also last two episodes, um, pretty prominently brought brought back into the show. So I, I could I could see something like that too. Like yeah, maybe she's. Serious question. Do you think Jessica actually has feelings for Morty or is it a one way? Yeah, that was a, that was a discussion last, last week because it's pretty ambiguous at the end of, of last week's episode. Um, I think that, uh, she has something going on. I think that's what the end of last episode was implying, at least, is that, um, there, there's something there on her end. Um, that's another question. I don't know if that's going to pay off, but, um, yeah, they, that, I, I feel like they're gonna if Jessica remains for the rest of the show, I feel like they'll just use that as the on off on off thing of the of the show. Like they're having Morty think of a relationship but never actually get around to it. Yeah. The the other thing that could happen is like I feel like that whole thing was a little bit out of character for Jessica. It could be that Trisha has replaced Jessica with like a Jessica robot. Because we got we got mm. robot people at the beginning of the season. And we could get a robot mm-hmm. Jessica. Maybe, maybe if Trisha, if um, if uh, Tammy hopped into Trisha's brain with the brick machine, maybe she hopped in the Jess. Maybe she's in Jessica now. She, she's hopping yeah. bodies. I think you guys are missing the most obvious conclusion: is that they decided, oh hey, Jessica was never a character. She was like a thing for Morty to have feelings about. Now that we want to care more about female characters, maybe we give her more to well, do. You know. I literally think it might be as simple yeah, as that. Sure. She might. She's not like a robot. Dude, that's boring. I mean, come, come on, that's boring. Come on. Maybe they literally just wanted to have more to do. I, think I mean, that guys makes the your, most sense. Your heterosexual normative like goggles <laughs> on. You're like, there must be something. When really, it's just Look, like maybe every, we should give this every, everything is like the show is so three writers in the writers' room, and the end two. of the season yeah. is going to be the people from the beginning who captured Rick, the Federation coming back. Because so far, the conclusions to the show have are for the seasons have all been like based around that. That's like his big thing, and we're going to find about more with Rick's like fighting them, and like I hope Bird Person comes back. He's been mentioned, but it's either that. Um, yeah, who's 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 bird person in disguise? That's what we really need to talk about. That's the that's that's the that's the real question. Where's bird person hiding? Around 
He'll replace Ethan. Oh, that's, Ethan's that's bird person. Oh man, I'm in. Okay. Ethan's bird person. This is one line too far. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan, and Ethan and Trisha Lang is Tammy and bird person. It's it's the original couple realized. Duh. No, oh no, I, I draw the line here. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> get, 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 get Ethan out of here. Alex, thank okay, God. No. Yeah, get yeah, Ethan everything, out of here. He's useless. Look, yeah, obviously, Ethan, yeah, Ethan's useless. Every, all the Jessica stuff's not, I don't think that's true. But I do think it's conspicuous we brought her back, and there could be multiple explanations. But Tammy is, is uh, Trisha Lang. That's 100% true. Anyway, everyone gets five points for that, because these are all reasonable answers, which means that... Uh, <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> mine is the most reasonable, just, but, uh, you know... Um, Bird person being Ethan is the most reasonable of all of those answers. You know, if someone brought that up earlier, then that that could have been a that could have been a game changing theory. Just <laughs> so uh, bird person is Ethan, and that's where they're trying to get together. Yes, it doesn't so it make sense and have yes. their love in a place where it will be accepted now that the Federation is no longer. Yeah, maybe real. they're not even going to reveal it. Live out their yeah. shame, like they, they do, Tammy isn't even out for revenge. She just wants to be with Bird Person in a different setting. Yeah, there you go. Okay, anyway, um, the score is maintained from last round, which it. means Michelle is our winner here on today's panel. Bird second, Andy third, yeah. Alex they're a far happy. fourth. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I still respect Alex. Yeah, it was though. it was a, it was a bold move. Okay, Michelle, you've uh, FaceTime here. Uh, any top Rick and Morty topic you want to talk about? Go. Um, um. Oh no! <laughs> I never thought this would happen. Maybe we can all take a moment to listen to the Terry Fold song, which is no, very we can't, we can't, and everyone. We can, no, we can't put it on the copyright. We can't do that. But well, everyone in your own yeah. house, put it on and just like <laughs> take a moment to appreciate the folds and you know all the joy they could bring so many people, especially Terry. Maybe if he's so, real. Michelle, what's your take on the Terry Fold song? Are they? T- Terry, are they? T- are you real? I wonder if it was scary. Terry Fold would be a very interesting Ooh. concept and what that would mean in a larger context. I'm not sure completely does, though, but I like that as a he head does have a lot of, Yeah, because I love Scary Terry. He's like one yeah. of my faves. Michelle, so. are these? T- At yeah, home. because it's. Because that, then that would mean that we get radio signal from different dimensions. Yeah, Obviously, Rick Rick ship is capable of doing that. But could yeah. you imagine like him like being able to hear AM radio from dimension like four hundred thirty seven? And he's talking about po- about the Gazorpian politics of and like Rick is getting irrationally that would be angry. Amazing. <laughs> Because he's so bored, like what else is he gonna do to kill time? Like that's exactly the kind of thing he'd be invested in. Yeah, that's that's true. Michelle, are these te- people have weird hobbies? Okay, just I guess so. It. Michelle, are these Terry's folds? Are they the type of fold is a Terry fold, or I think anyone could have a Terry fold. That's my so belief. You- I think you might have to buy them or grow them yourself, but I think mm. they can be mass produced. Oh, okay, and you can enjoy them. <laughs> yes, I think everyone can enjoy a Terry fold. Mm. Are they skin folds? Are they like plants? I think they, they could they be skin folds. They could latch onto you or they could grow on you for like a temporary amount of time and dissolve off later. There's a lot of options. Yeah, I'm, it's very Michelle, I need your uh, Terry Fold fanfic on the table by next week, okay? <laughs> Please come back to that. Do we get to do a live <laughs> reading of this fanfic? So yeah, we'll, we'll, read, we'll read it. Now, uh, we can do it a little drunk. Okay. Maybe it will happen. That would be the Look, that's always an option on Rick and Morty podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I just say that ter- Terry Fold. I think it, it, I agree with Michelle because, like it, in English, we have the Charlie horse. But obviously, <laughs> anybody can get a Charlie horse, not just Charlies. So, that's mm. mm. an awesome point. Mm. Okay, Terry Fold. Okay. I thought Charlie was the name of the horse. <laughs> no, Charlie no. Believe, horse? believe it or not, you 
You have a horse inside of you, and his name is Charlie. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's in your leg. Okay, we're done. Is it something that happens to Charlie horse? No, see, see, that's why. That's why when we, like we when the horse Charlie's legs, or <laughs> is it about? Okay, we're done here. Okay, that's enough. That's see, that's why when we run, no, we measure that's enough. Stop, power. stop, Alex, stop. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) our iTunes review of the week is from Universal, who says, uh, my hot take, I'm real. Universal or you? Universal. Ew, Universal. Ew, Universal. Oh, wow. Who says, my hot take, I'm really enjoying the season three panels. I don't think it would work everywhere, but I'm uh, really enjoying the competitive reviews. Um, thank you, Universal, for your review. I agree. This this is only the, right. these games. This game show yeah. thing's only for this. <laughs> this is not being applied to other shows. So yes. this is this is just here. And um, if you want to, I will read your iTunes review at the end of the podcast. We really appreciate them. If you uh, go search for overly animated Rick and Morty and leave us your review on our Rick and Morty feed or our main feed, which we just search for overly animated, either one, and we'll read it on. Uh, the end of either the recap or the panel discussion. We'll be back next week to discuss the Rick Lantis mix-up. Um, very hyped for the uh, Atlantis episode of Rick and Morty. Recap podcast plus panel coming your way next week. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us so you don't miss anything at overlyanimated.com uh, slash iTunes or search for Overly Animated Rick and Morty podcast for our Rick and Morty specific feed. Um, check out all of the other stuff going on at overlyanimated.com a bunch of other shows and bojack horseman's about to start up season four so we'll be covering that um if you guys don't watch bojack you should as well another i'll uh, referenced on this podcast a while ago like an hour ago but um it was a uh, uh yeah a great show that's coming on netflix on friday so uh check all that out that guy that has an actual horse in it <laughs> oh yeah speaking mm-hmm. speaking of horses <laughs> that's true fake horses yeah, speaking of horses okay um, and uh, tell me in the comments why uh, Trisha Lang is Tammy. Yep, tell me and say yes. Say yep, they, that, that's true. Um, say I agree. And uh, leave your Terry oh Folds fanfic in the comment. Okay, thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.